Hey world, it's your misunderstood Kelly Hall, and I have a special guest, the reigning Miss Florida USA 2020, Monique Evans. She's on the show today, and I love our conversation. We really just have an honest conversation about deriving confidence from life's experiences. And I mean, this is the smallest of things to the biggest of things. She's a world traveler. She's been to 90 plus countries. Um, She's a a professional ballerina, near perfection. She's absolutely stunning in every single way, heart, mind, and soul. And I had no idea before this podcast that she had any of these experiences. Um, She's one of those women that I've been following on social media and I watched get crowned Miss Florida USA before my competition in January for Miss California. And I could tell then that she was something special. She just had such poise and confidence about herself. So, you know, after I started the podcast, I said, you know what? I need to have a conversation with her. I need to get down to the bottom of this, how she has built this confidence and really what has gone into it. And I know what you're thinking. How am I supposed to derive confidence from my current situation? You know, COVID-19 is real. We're still quarantining. There's not a lot going on. Americans can't travel. Um, Well, she's going to bring us through step-by-step a series of small things that we can do even every single day, just the small, tiny things so we can start building our confidence and in turn make our life even better. So Monique is a Naples, Florida native who spends her free time dancing on her toes as a professionally trained ballerina. A graduate from the University of Texas at Austin with a degree in nutritional science with a medical certificate, she is using her love of science and her career as a psychiatric specialty pharmaceutical representative. Say that seven times fast, right? As Miss Florida USA, she has chosen the platform Be Kind to Your Mind, which you can find through the hashtag, hashtag Be Kind to Your Mind, focusing on mental health and mental illness and helping others understand the difference. She believes that there is a mind-body connection and daily healthy habits are key to overall health, but also realizes the need of understanding those with mental illnesses. When she's not making an impact in the community, she enjoys spending time with friends and family, traveling the globe, scuba diving, wakeboarding, and walking her two dogs. So let's get right into it. All things misunderstood today and how to build confidence from life's experiences. Monique, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. I really appreciate it. Of course. There's something to be said about having like reigning queens or like current queens on the show. The giddy pageant girl inside me is always like super pumped. Um, Not because of like the glitz and the glam, which I think the most people are initially drawn to. But as a competitor myself, like I know, I know what you're going through right now is so transformative. Like it's such a time of self-reflection. So I'm really excited to dive into that with you. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, you're so right. I just find myself up late at night, just kind of diving in deep and really thinking about a lot of different things that make me who I am and try to figure out the voice that I want to share, especially going to the Miss USA stage, figuring out that is just it's been really fun but like you said very transformative 
It is, I know. People who have not competed, and I've talked about this many times in many episodes, but people who don't understand pageantry or have never competed before, that's the best part of it. You, like, go in thinking there's one version of yourself, and then you come out a completely different, better version. And Mm -hmm. from that point on, you are never going to be, like, you're never going to stop trying to better yourself. It's like something that happens, it like clicks in your mind and it just, for the rest of your life, you're like, what can I do? What else can I do? I can do more. (laughs) It's a great thing, but also a tough thing to embrace. It is. And just creating who you want to be in life. I feel like sometimes we just kind of go along with the flow, but putting yourself in this kind of environment does push you to try to create who you want to be or what version of yourself. And, you know. The diamond needed a little bit of pressure to go from the cold to the diamond. Yep, that's true. That's true. The, yep, the pageant will do that. That's the pressure right there. So um, before we get into everything today, we've got some good stuff for the listeners. Um, you were actually the very first person I'm having on the show that I've never met in person before and that I didn't know prior to the podcast. So wow. that's kind of cool. I mean, we like virtually, like virtually knew of you. Yeah. But that's one of the beauty, beautiful things about podcasts is like the people you connect with and the guests that you have. And um, so I've interviewed a lot of people who I've already known, like their story and kind of what they bring to the table. But for you, I remember watching you this past January and I actually never told you this, but I saw a photo of you on Instagram because I was stalking the Miss Florida USA account like really intensely um, because California is like a sister pageant. So mm-hmm. for listeners that don't know, like whatever Florida was doing, California was going to be doing like two weeks later. So because of that, I was like stalking, of course. Um, Very and- smart. Yeah. You got to do your research. Yeah, I'm strategizing. I'm creeping. I'm doing all the things. Um, but the very first night was the think pink dinner and I was scrolling through the hashtag Miss Florida USA. And I kid you not, I saw a photo of you out of like hundreds of think pink photos. And I was said to myself, that girl is going to win. I'm not kidding. And it was all based in like the confidence you had and the way you were like in a group photo. Mm-hmm. And you were like standing really tall and you had this huge smile and you, you just looked sure of yourself, even in this photo. Like, I'm not kidding, Monique. And oh that gives me chills because yeah. I'm thinking back to that time. Yes. And I just felt very confident. I was so proud of the work that I had done up to that point, looking around at all these amazing women around, you know didn't necessarily detract from who I felt that I was in that moment. Mm-hmm. So it was a very, very fun time. And I give a lot of that to Heather. Um, yes. Sumlin. She really helped instill that in me over the years, but I can physically feel that positive feeling that you're talking about at that yes. dinner. It's really oh, fun. It is. And so, so yes, I did not know like who you were, but you were definitely on my radar. And then throughout the competition, I saw you and I was like, oh, that's that girl I saw on Instagram. Obviously, you killed it. You were amazing on stage. You won Miss Florida USA. (laughs) And the very next day, I had a session with Heather Sumlin, our mental management coach. 
yes. slash interview coach. And Heather was like, oh, my girl won last night. And I was like, I should have known that Monique worked with you because she was like on it. She mm-hmm. knew what she was doing on that stage. Right. So, and then she was like, yes, you need to meet Monique. She's amazing. And obviously Heather's amazing. So I trusted her. And here we are. Yeah. I love that connected. brings people together like that. And then I think it's really cool that through your podcast, you've reached out to, you know, different people and bringing people together. And it's just really cool. Thank really you. Cool. And I hope we meet one day. Yes. In person. I hope we meet one day too. We'll see. I'd love to go to Miss USA, but oh, TBD. Please. I know. It'd be really, really cool. So, Monique, I mean, you are much more than a title and a crown and Miss Florida USA, although obviously a very big deal. Um, you shared a little bit of your story with me about growing up and opportunities that have made you who you are today. So just give your listeners like a little background on well, your journey when you were younger because <laughs> it's not – it's very unique it's, and it's not normal. Yeah, very unique, very nomadic. I always say that it was because my grandfather was in the military. He was in World War II, um, was Montgomery's pilot. And my dad, because of that, moved around a lot as a kid. So I always say that it was, it was in my dad's blood to move around a lot. So as a kid, I was born in California. I lived between California and Nevada. And then when I was about six years old, my dad came home and he's like, hey, you guys, we're going to sell everything. We're going to jump in the car. We're going to have a um, a trailer off the back and have skis and bikes and camping gear and just start traveling across the country for, so for the next, probably about a year and I know, right. You know, and as a kid, I was like, Oh, this is great. You know? Um, so for the next probably year and a half, we just drove across the country. It was never in the state of luxury. We always just went to learn about things. My dad took us to a lot of battle sites a lot of battle sites. <laughs> I remember seeing the next field. I'm like, why is this important? But then he would tell us about it. I mean, we even went overseas and traveled throughout Europe. And I remember to this day, we were in just outside of Moscow and there was this field, right? And we're looking at it and I was still trying to comprehend, you know, what happened here. And dad started talking about Napoleon and how it was a site where Napoleon was fighting the Russians. And then later in history, the same location was when Hitler's troops were fighting the Russians. Same location, different time periods in history. So that, that just drove such a love of history for me, traveling like that and wow. learning from the so people. Good. Yeah, in the environment. Um, so went around for quite a while. I've lived in, lived in Australia. Australia. I've lived I've in lived Germany. Germany. I've lived in you know Texas for a little bit. Landed in Florida. Um, So that's where I went to school. Most of the time was in Southwest Florida, but it was continuously leaving for a year or so, coming back, you know, another six months coming back because dad thought it was so important for us to learn by experiencing other cultures. So that's a little bit of that background. Yeah. When you told me that on our like initial call, I was blown away because I've moved a lot, but that that's a league of its own. Like you moved, you learned a lot about yourself in the process. I mean, is that what made you like extroverted, introverted? Like what skills did you gain during that time? Really good question. So I'm a natural introvert. I'm type A personality, perfectionist personality. I never seem to reach the perfectionist level, but I'm always trying. (laughs) But for me, traveling helped make me one very flexible 
I remember traveling with a small little bag, just not really knowing exactly where I was going to be the next time. Or we would stay overnight in an airport because our flight was going to be in eight or nine hours and there was no reason to leave the airport. So we'd stay there. Or, you know, in Africa, we went into youth hostels and got to go into the, you know, the out, well, I guess it's not called the Outback, the Serengeti. Um, and wow. just got to travel through that. So I would say flexibility is one of the things that I really learned through traveling. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I've had the chance to travel to about 94 countries worldwide. Whoa, that's the most I've ever heard yeah. anyone say. <laughs> wow. Not all continents, though. I still haven't been to Antarctica, although it is on my bucket list. Wow. But like I said, it was Holy never... cow, girl. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And so blessed. It was never in the state of luxury, though. Because a lot of times I think people hear like, oh, you've traveled that that amount. And they think five-star luxury hotels. And I can mm-hmm. tell you that was not my traveling experience. I remember staying in Egypt, washing my clothes in the sink and being shocked by how quickly they dried because we were in the middle of the desert. But it didn't work wow. like that when we were in Thailand because it was still wet the next day uh, when I tried to hang the clothes up. So just learning about people too, just talking to people wherever we traveled. It wasn't about the luxury. It was about people and history and culture that is insane I know I did not know that about you (laughs) at all I would never have guessed that if so I have a question for you because the listeners they're thinking I have a never done that or b will never do that or c I've never even left my hometown before Mm -hmm. so how like do you have advice for those who maybe are still like in those cities or they've never left the Midwest, like how they can still push themselves, even if it's not traveling the world like and build those qualities. Yeah, absolutely. I do find beauty in, you know, being able to live in a small town and really have your roots in that town, because that's something that I never really had moving around so much to have to jump into a new town and, you know, be flexible, meet new people, make new friends. But one of the Mm -hmm. things that I would say to your listeners, if they do find themselves growing up in a town and they don't have the ability to travel at this time, I say, put it on your bucket list, put it in your dream list and work towards it if it's something that you want. But if you are growing up in a small town, challenge yourself. And you can do that in so many different ways with new, Mm -hmm. um, new skills, for example, pick up an instrument, challenge yourself that way. Get involved in Toastmasters. It's a public speaking course, something that I really enjoy doing. And that challenges yourself as well because you're getting in in front of people. Um, There are so many different ways to do it. Pick up dancing, pick up singing, you know, start painting. I mean, I know a lot of those things are more artsy, but find things that you enjoy doing or find things that are going to push your comfort zone because that is the only way for growth is to continually put yourself outside of that comfort zone and be okay with tripping. Be, be okay with falling down and having to stand back up because every time you're going to stand a little bit taller and you're going to go grow through that process. Um, so that would be my recommendation to anybody that finds themselves in that situation. Yeah, I love that too because it's making me rethink about it's not like I think people think traveling is like the only way to grow and like evolve, but 
a lot of times, like you just mentioned, it is the people Mm -hmm. and the people are going to ignite something different in you because they've all had different experiences too. And personally, I, you know, I grew up around the military all the time, my entire life. I went to the Naval Academy, military again, my friends, only Navy. So for a good chunk of the first 24 years of my life, that was the mindset I was around. I wasn't around creatives. I wasn't around entrepreneurs. I wasn't around pageant contestants. I wasn't around different people until I was sent to Ohio for my very first duty station or my second duty station. But it was my very first duty station where there was no main Navy base because I was being sent there for recruiting. So I was like the first Naval officer many people in Ohio had met. Like they had, like my boyfriend, he had never met anyone in the Navy before. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, I actually experienced more growth because the people I surrounded myself with were so different than the other people I'd met before in the military. Like they were the actors and the, mm-hmm. the models and they introduced me to Miss Ohio and they had these creative minds and they were the entrepreneurs and the hustlers and like that really ignited this other part of myself I never knew existed because I thought I was just supposed to be a naval officer. I'm like, that was it. So the people part is huge. Mm -hmm. Really, really huge. I love that. Um, So with that, you are to also, you mentioned the creatives, (laughs) the arts, things like that. So you're also a professionally trained ballet dancer. Yes. And that's probably why I lean on the arts a little bit. Wow. I, and it's like, no joke friends. Like she is crazy good. She's been dancing since she was two. Um, so again, like this kind of the theme we're going with here is how so many of your opportunities, Monique, you've derived this confidence and the Mm self-awareness. And, you know, I really want to dig into some of these main ones, but when the way you were talking about ballet, it was like, yes, this is why people need to get involved in something that's harder that's scary so Mm kind of tell tell us a little bit about your journey with ballet and why you've continued to do it for so long so I like you said I started dance when I was two years old you know it was kind of off and on I enjoyed doing it but I wasn't taking it that seriously until I was 10 and I think this goes back to finding really good mentors and really good teachers because when I was 10 I had two teachers one was Casey and the other was Adele and he was from Cuba And those two ballet teachers ignited this love and passion for ballet because with ballet, it is all about detail, right? You're never going to get any one of the moves perfect. It's not possible. And yet trying to achieve that is the goal. And being able to turn on that music, enjoy just the movement quality with the music while you're trying to achieve this goal and push your body and also push your mind. So going back to our theme of just challenging yourself, that was what ballet was for me. And it's transitioned into so many different parts of my life, right? Knowing that hard work, that dedication, and just finding detail in what you do and finding pride for what you do. So I've trained with the American Ballet Theater in New York. I've trained with San Francisco Ballet. It's something that I love to do. And senior year in high school, I had to make that decision. Am I going to go into a professional ballet company or am I going to go to college? And what I ultimately decided to do is go to college. I was really interested in medicine at the time as well. And that way I was able to still dance, 
while going to college. So I kind of got the best of both worlds and I still to this day dance, but it's going back to just continuing to push yourself. Nobody else is going to do it for you. You have to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, you, you have been dancing since you were two. (laughs) Um, A lot of us have not had talents or skills for that Mm -hmm. long, but you know, it's still fun fact. I actually shared this on another episode, but I ran competitively for nine years. Yes. Like I started running, not kidding, like the fourth grade, Um, but competitively in the seventh grade. And then my parents, they saw me run in seventh grade and I ran like a 602 mile and my dad was like, we've got a gold mine here. So I didn't play any other sports. I didn't do any other things because like that at that time became my job because running was going to help get me scholarships and go to college. So I ended up going to the Naval Academy to run, to run track and cross country. And what my point is that that is what I thought my only passion could Mm be. Like I had branded myself as a runner, just like, you know, you've been a ballet performer forever mm-hmm. <laughs> since you were two. Um, I had been a runner since I was nine, to be honest, but I actually gave up track my junior year in college and I tried out for the Navy dance team really? and I made it. <laughs> yes. So, and like I said, I mentioned this story on another podcast, but I just want listeners to say like sometimes doing or I want them to hear sometimes doing the scariest things like you just really learn to celebrate yourself because of it and you never know what your passions might change or they might stay the same forever but like both of them are okay no matter what it is Mm -hmm. because you're still gonna learn at the end of the day absolutely whether you're working on that singular skill or whether you're branching out to multiple I tried hip hop once didn't work too well (laughs) I think that's amazing though being able to be a runner takes so much self-discipline and you're you almost have to push I've run a good I would say a half a mile before and almost died at the end of it so anybody that can run I just think is amazing but I always felt like it's almost a mental game with yourself pushing past a certain level of pain oh yeah to get to that level. Yes. I hear it's enjoyable at some point, but I've never gotten there. I don't think it was ever like the winning was fun, Mm -hmm. but the process involved in it, it was definitely really tough. So, so kids, if you're listening, find a hobby because you'll learn a lot from it. We promise. And the other thing Um, on that note, I think that's really important is to learn how to defer gratification because so often I think people pick up a skill and they want to be good at it right away. And if they're not good at it, they'll give up. And being Mm -hmm. able to push through that, because when I started dancing ballet, I was not very good at all. You know, I'm sure when, well, you you started running, you did a six minute, which is amazing. But just in general, I think that we need to learn how to defer that short-term gratification for the Mm long-term goals and be okay with having that time period of struggle before you start building that confidence in your skill. So I think that's important right. to know. Yeah, that that is so good. I, and I mean, that's still applicable, applicable to me today, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was pageantry and, you know, making top 15, but then like never making top five and then finally making top five. And 
never having one and then now at one of the most podcast edited like, states in the nation mind you incredible thanks <laughs> thank you um but it's still it's a sense of like we've said before like celebrating that time when you're doing something scary because even right now it's not about having a number one rated podcast on iTunes it's about learning and growing and sharing and if you're doing that for yourself you're more than likely impacting other people in the process like while you're making yourself better so true so to get back to my my focus, which is you. Um, I'd love for you to tell, because I really want to get into your platform. It's absolutely amazing. But I want you to share a little bit of your journey and like why you even got into pageants. Because this is actually like one of the first times I've heard someone say your explanation, oh, to be honest. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, being, you know, a ballerina, introvert, type A personality, I was very shy, right? I preferred to kind of sit back and watch what was going on in the world rather than partaking in it. And for Mm -hmm. me, I saw that as something that was going to hinder my ability in the workforce. I wanted to be successful in the business world, specifically within medicine. And I saw that as something that was going to hold me back. If I wasn't able to walk into a room confidently and be able to speak with anybody that comes in, you know, contact with me. So for me, pageantry was the best finishing school. I entered my first pageant because I wanted to challenge myself in multiple facets of life. So I entered my first pageant. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have a tan. I didn't know how to do my makeup (laughs) or my hair. And I just jumped in. Which, folks, the tan is important, just so you know. So important. I'm trying to figure out at Miss USA how I'm going to keep a tan. But that's another topic. I'll send you some products, girl. I got you you. covered. I appreciate it. You know, Miss Florida USA has to have a natural glow, right? Otherwise, I won't be Exactly. That is a requirement from the Sunshine State. 100%. Uh, So that's my first pageant story. I was so shy. I jumped in with both feet and just gave it a shot. And I think we have to do that in life. I was challenging myself. I was scared to death backstage. I was just shaking before I went on. I mean, I've been in ballet performances and I didn't shake as badly as I did before I walked out in swimsuit and evening gown um, at my first pageant. So that's kind of how I got started in it. I've been doing it now. I think my first pageant was back 2010 or 2011. I took a couple years off within that, but sitting here at 2020, I mean, it's been a solid eight or 10 years of pageantry But I've learned so much and it truly is the greatest finishing school because I believe wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have my current job in pharmaceutical sales. I specialize in psychiatry within the field. I wouldn't have the job I have today and I wouldn't have gotten the interview that I had and been able to go through that process if 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 it wasn't from what I learned within the pageant system. Messed up that sentence. 100%. like, yeah, it's it crazy. Really is amazing. So that's how I got started in it. Well, and that is the, the best way to transition because, you know, I, I asked you this question earlier and I think it's something that always like kind of makes people take a step back. But I asked you, I said, Monique, where did you get your confidence from? And I get to ask the same question too. And you're never like, oh, right here in this moment, like this is when I became yeah. confident. You know, it's like, oh, wait. 
this did take a moment, didn't it? Like it took all of these experiences and all these really scary moments for me to become the confident person I am today. And um, you mentioned Heather and the pageant process, Mm -hmm. but you, I wrote down this quote, you said, I had to harness who I am to stand Mm -hmm. out. And that leads into your platform, which is be kind to your mind and like, tell us everything about how we should be kind to our minds. How do we harness this confidence that you have, you know, to become better, healthier versions of ourselves? That's a good question. And it's so true. Confidence is something that I'm continuing to try to grow with, but I'm really happy where I am at this time in my life. And I think a lot of that comes to the point where you can be who you are and you're okay with that, right? You can lean on what you have developed throughout the years and be proud of who you are Um, when it comes to competition or just interacting at work or whatever facet of your life. If you know who you are, nobody can argue that fact. And it definitely Mm -hmm. takes time to get to that place and which helped develop, you know, my platform called be kind to your mind. And there are a lot of different facets within the the platform itself, but it's this whole mind body connection. I think it's extremely important to take care of your body. So I have a degree from the university of Texas in nutritional science. So I've always been passionate about nutrition. And I think that's very important, not only for your physical body, Mm -hmm. but it also helps your mind. It helps you, you know, have clarity of thought. If you're eating well, I could go on and on. Um, Separate podcast. We'll have to dive into it. A whole nutrition one. Um, I think exercise is very important. Staying active, staying moving, getting proper amounts of sleep, all these little habits, journaling, being mindful, whether it's meditating or yoga or whatever you have a a stress reliever. For me, it's ballet. Um, But figuring out those things and creating these habits, because if you have this strong mind-body connection, then you can take on whatever task is thrown at you, continue to grow and be, I think we were talking about this earlier, but be the driver in your life. I feel like oftentimes we're the passenger and we allow things to happen to us in the passenger seat. And sometimes it's just a matter of getting Mm -hmm. in the driver's seat and being confident on where you want to go. Because if you don't know what you want out of life, then you're never going to get there. Right. But if you know what you want, sometimes I like doing vision boards um, to figure out what we want out of this life, no matter where you are, whether you're in high school, college, or you're within your career, figuring out where you want to go in life, personal and professional, and then going towards it. And I think one of the key parts to that is being healthy overall and having these positive habits. Um, So that's kind of how the platform got developed. From a general aspect, it also talks a lot about, again, just this mind-body connection, being healthy, and being kind to your mind, right? Well, yes, I agree to all of that. I am working on that myself. It took a very long time for me to see the value in mental health and relaxation and stepping away. To be honest, I don't even think I understood it until like I had my own, not like breakdown in the sense of, you know, anything Mm -hmm. crazy, but like I really had a moment where like my body wasn't even functioning. I started getting Mm -hmm. migraines. This was when I was about 21, 22 years old. 
And they were a manifestation of that stress and anxiety. And I had no idea. None. None. I mean, my family, like, we don't really have a history of migraines. I had no idea what was going on. It was just my my body getting Mm -hmm. away from myself. And stress was kind of one of those things, especially as a naval officer or a leader. It's like, nope, you can't possibly be stressed. Like, you have things to do. You need to put on a face. You need to be strong. Like, you need to be this fierce naval officer. So it was almost frowned upon, like, to take care of yourself because you have sailors to lead or you have things to do or whatever your job is. But I had to learn through that manifestation of those migraines and that anxiety and that stress. Like, I am no mm-hmm. good to anyone if I am not taking yeah, care of myself. you can't give from an empty well. And ex- yes, you cannot give from an empty well. And it's not selfish. Yeah. It is not selfish of you to take care of yourself. And I am a better leader because of it. Because I take a moment to, you know, whether it's a workout, like I I need that. I need that time to disengage and to focus. Or for me, podcasting is very therapeutic. It's something that's not Navy focused and about ranking structures or anything like that. Like it's sharing a narrative of other people it's very inspiring for me but it is not selfish and it takes sometimes it takes a a real life change for you to realize hey I need to get this under control so I love what you have to say because I don't want people to have to go through their own breakdowns for them to realize how important mm-hmm. it is, and sometimes you, know? you have to slow down in order to speed up you know take that time yep. because like we were saying you cannot give from an empty well you just can't And I think that that's so beautiful that you figured that out. And I think if you talk to just about anybody, they've had a moment like that where they didn't realize Mm -hmm. stress is a silent killer. It adds inflammation to the body. It's correlated with a lot of different types of disease states out there. Um, I sometimes when I get too stressed, my neck tenses up where I can't even move my head left to right. And so it manifests in so many different ways. And it's really scary. And I don't even know if it's trackable, yeah. if that makes sense. Like with blood pressure, you can slap a cuff on and realize you have high blood pressure. But with stress, it manifests in so many different ways. And I think that's so smart of you to really find the things that make you happy. And I think especially as women, it's so important to figure out the things that bring us joy and to do those things. And that will allow us to be able mm-hmm. to give even further. Yeah. So oh, this is so, so powerful because you really are the perfect example of someone who has gathered these experiences and not just derived confidence, but you've been able to have this healthy balance. And, you know, there's so many people out there who are much, much senior to us and they haven't found that balance. So kudos to you for wanting to spread this message and really self-reflecting because we're all here to benefit. No, from I really it, appreciate sure. that. And it's a constant mm-hmm. journey. I still find myself where yes. I'm getting too stressed about something or I don't sleep very well or, you know, but that's, that's okay too. You got to give yourself a pass, right. take a deep breath mm-hmm. and start again. So one last thing on a final note what do you think is either most misunderstood about yourself or about mm. mental health? Such a good question. I would say one of the things that 
I'm most misunderstood about is I don't think people realize that I'm pretty quirky if you were to meet me in person. Uh, you know, on social media, for instance, I think that's a way a lot of people know who I am. And you try to put out you know, mm-hmm. a perfect image of who you are. Um, but in reality, I'm pretty quirky. I like to laugh a lot and very silly. I love that. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to translate that out into the social media sphere. Um, so that would be the one. I'll help you with that. Yeah. I'm still working on it myself. Um, second about just mental health. I think that there is this misunderstanding that mental health means mental illness. And there are people out there that suffer from mental illness. And I think wholeheartedly we need to reduce the stigma. I have family members that suffer from mental illness and reducing the stigma and allowing those people to heal and to get the proper care. But it is different than mental health. Every person, woman, child, man, everybody can benefit from mental health. And it's like we were saying, taking those little steps every day to create habits that are going to make you more productive and happier in the long run. And so it's important to focus on your mental health and to not confuse it with the mental illness. Well, I have appreciated all of your tips. I think that everything you said was so valuable. Um, And I think that listeners, I hope they just take a step back and apply this. You know, how are they taking care of themselves? Are they challenging themselves? Are they doing the scary stuff? Because the scary stuff is what is going to help you grow. Um, And do one little little thing a day. Just add one little thing. Give it a try. You don't have to, you know, go from night to day within 24 hours. But, you know, if you're not drinking enough water, drink a little bit more water. If you want to challenge yourself with a new skill, give that a challenge. But the little baby steps will impact your life overall. Yeah. I love that. Coming from the powerhouse herself, the professional ballerina, she's telling us all to drink more water. So that's the least we can do. Well, Monique, how can our listeners find you, follow you, and your journey to the crown? Thank at you. USA? I would love your listeners' support through this journey. It's really, really fun. I've been enjoying it so far. They can follow me on Instagram, either at the Miss Florida, so it's Miss FLUSA account, or my personal account, which is Monique Evans TX. Love it. Well, thank you so much. This was an awesome way to connect for the first time. Eventually, we'll have dinner yes. or a cocktail or something like that. But for now, we'll take the podcast. Um, so thanks so much, Monique. Um, listeners, tune in. Follow her journey. I've She's so encouraging. Her posts have impact. And I just overall think that you're such a you wonderful too. spirit. So best thank of luck so much, to you, Kelly. Monique. The world of you. And I can't wait to see you in person one day. Thanks for having me. Yes. (laughs) 
Hey world, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have 10 seconds of your time, please consider going to rate my podcast on iTunes. You can find me on iTunes and Spotify and also follow me on Instagram at misunderstood.podcast or at Kelly Renee Hall. I love hearing from you guys. I love feedback, insight, and I appreciate you tuning in week by week. Thanks so much. And I appreciate you continuing to find out how we can get a better understanding of ourselves.